confidence self confidence do you need it do i need it now you say that's an odd question to ask victoria well that's what today's episode is about welcome to the flourish with victoria podcast i am victoria and i am happy 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 to have you here all right so before going ahead to talk about self confidence less um briefly do some definitions or go through some definitions and by the way this is the first part of this episode it's going to be short there'll be another part um, next week all right so we'll talk about confidence first what is confidence confidence is a feeling or belief that you can do something well or succeed at something another definition is is a feeling of trust in someone or something right and there there are other um definitions for confidence but for the sake of this uh topic I'll stick with these two uh they're the ones that are relevant to this discussion all right so for the first one saying that confidence is a feeling of belief that you can do something well or succeed at something um I love what I read in a book uh, written by Dr McJay in which he spoke of uh confidence this way sure that confidence doesn't come from the inside out it moves from the outside in we feel less anxious and more confident on the inside when we can point to things we have done well on the outside so real confidence comes from mastery experiences now that's so true uh, think of something you do very well today there was uh, once a time where you ha- you began to learn it and at that point you know there was a lot of uncertainty you were not uh good at it yet so there would have been maybe a measure of anxiety you would have uh, done it well sometimes done it poorly sometimes but with practice progressive practice you got better and maybe some guidance or direction from someone you got you got better at it now today you could do it with your eyes closed so that's what um that statement is uh, alluding to confidence that comes from the outside in as a measure of work we have put in the second one uh, second definition spoke of confidence as a feeling of trust in someone or something and now the feeling of trust we have for for someone comes as a result of relationship or intimacy right you can tell that person's character to an extent uh we're safe with them and so we're confident we're trusting of them all right now that we, uh, we've uh, gone over those definitions what is self confidence so it's is a marrying of two words self and then there's confidence uh i particularly love how uh university of south florida i got it from their website how they defined um, self confidence and it says it's an attitude about your skills and abilities it means you accept and trust yourself and have a sense of control in your life you know your strengths and weaknesses and have a positive view of yourself you set realistic expectations and goals communicate assertively and can handle criticism all right so uh back to a question do we need self confidence do you need self confidence do i need self confidence in 
itself, you can see there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with uh, the concept of self-confidence. If we look at it from the natural standpoint, okay? But as a Christian, what, you, what, what we walk by transcends self-confidence. How we operate transcends self-confidence. And in fact, if you notice, self-confidence is focused on self, as the name implies, what self can do or not do, um, the view self has of self. So if you, if you actually comb through the scriptures, you won't see any verse that suggests or tells you to be confident or trust in yourself or someone else. Interestingly, we see the opposite in the Bible, such as in Proverbs 28:26, it says, Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Psalm 46:3 says, Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. And we see all these bold assertions, are like, okay, so what are we supposed to do? What the Bible tells us is to instead put our trust and confidence in God. God and God alone. It tells us that our source of confidence should be God alone. And you see it in Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In Psalms 118, 8-9. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Psalms 44. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. So the question then is, why does God want our confidence to be in him and him alone? Well, it doesn't sound like self-confidence is a bad idea, so um, why not? Why can't we be self-confident? Why, why does God want us to shift away from ourselves and focus solely on him and um, have our confidence uh, stem from him? One, one thing is, God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not lie. He does not bail out on us. He knows us more than anyone ever will. He knows us even more than we know ourselves. God will never leave nor forsake us. Right? God is love. He is merciful. He is gracious. Now think of who can beat that record. No one. Not you. Not me. Nobody. And then there's this second point, which I think is even more uh, eye-opening. And it is that there will be times in your walk with God where God will ask, um, ask some things of you. And your self-confidence will not suffice at that point. And so if, if at that time you keep looking to yourself, you could actually kind of interfere with or, or delay I'm not sure what the right word to use is, but more or less, kind of uh, interfere with what God wants done at that point in time. So yeah, I said this was going to be a short um, episode. I will be stopping here and we'll pick up um, on this second point because there are many beautiful examples in the Bible, such as uh, Moses, um, Joshua, Gideon, 
beautiful examples that represent the second point so well okay do not miss it uh, ensure that you subscribe if you have if you haven't already so you get notified thank you so much again for listening in i love you very much god bless you and see you in the next episode bye Hello, my dear, dear friend. Welcome to the Flourish with Victoria podcast. I am Victoria and I thank you for listening. Today's episode is a continuation of the last on self-confidence. So this is part two. If you haven't listened to the first part, please stop right here and go do that. Okay, so last week we ended the episode by talking about why God wants us confident in Him alone. And I gave two points, right? The first was that God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, forever. God does not lie. God will never bail out on us. God knows us more than anyone will ever uh, know us. God knows you even more than you know yourself. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. Right? God is love. He is merciful. He is gracious. Basically, God is our all in all. He's all in all. And no human, no other person can uh, beat God's record. The second point was that there will be times in our walk with God where self-confidence will not suffice and in these times if you you keep looking if we keep looking to ourselves looking to our strengths or weaknesses what it is we can or cannot do we could stand in the way of um, what God wants done so what does this mean all right we'll be looking at two or three um, case studies today we'll be looking at Moses in another um, episode and that part we'll look at Gideon and maybe we'll look at uh, Joshua but today we'll start with Moses so God gave Moses the assignment of bringing the people of Israel out of Egypt you know and instructing that he that he goes to Pharaoh and say let my people go because I am that I am. Say so. Now imagine being Moses. If you just woke up that morning, going about your day, your regular activities, and by the end of the day, you have this assignment, this impossible assignment, it's impossible in code, to bring millions of people out of Egypt, out of the rule of an oppressor. What level of human confidence will make you do such a thing? To go before the most powerful ruler and ask that he let his slaves go because your God said so. A God that he, that Pharaoh, had absolutely no regard for. Moses could only dare to do such a thing and to keep going when um, when uh, Pharaoh kept saying no, Moses could only keep going because he had the assurance that God was with him. 
And I find it interesting that Pharaoh never seized Moses and you know, threw him into a cell or a dungeon. Because even if Moses was so brash, so confident, so bold to go stand before Pharaoh himself, Pharaoh could have just bundled him up and threw, um, thrown him into a cell and locked him there forever. But that didn't happen. And that itself is something to think about. Let's see, let's go through the account. Um, it's in Exodus 3. There are lessons to be learned from Moses. So um, Exodus 3 is the account of Moses' encounter with God. I'll begin reading from the very first verse. Now Moses was tending the flock, the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angels of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flown with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, you know, and all the Iites people. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Now you will think for such an assignment, you look for the most qualified, maybe the most uh, person with the credentials, the one that has uh, some reputation that could enter into the court and appear before Pharaoh. That's the normal human uh, thinking because think of when we apply for jobs and all that when we go for uh, interviews and all looking at what you can bring to the table do you have what we need can you uh, deliver that's typical uh, that's a typical way of doing things but god god being god <laughs> does things differently and because moses being human knew that oh, oh okay uh this is big this is huge um he replied accordingly what's he said to god in verse 11 who am i like who am i that i should go to pharaoh who am i that i should go to pharaoh and bring the israelites out of egypt basically saying god who i be <laughs> who i be who bought me <laughs> who am i to go to pharaoh to bring the israelites out of egypt and God said, I will be with you. That was God's response. I will be with you. I will be with you. 
Now, if we're encouraging any of our friends to going to do something huge, right? We tell them, ah, you know, you know, you're good, you're good at doing this, you're good at doing that. You know, just dress up well, walk confidently, speak confidently, show them what you got. That is the advice to give a friend. Notice that God did not try to uh, buff up anything about Moses to say, oh, you can do this and you can do that or downplay anything about Moses. Mm-mm. God totally did not focus on Moses. He simply told Moses, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. That was the assurance Moses needed. Now, let's see um, let's see the following chapter right where Moses begin, begins to talk about um, reasons why this assignment could fail and also see how God handles it so in chapter 4 from verse 1 Moses answered what if they do not believe or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you now this is Moses um, sharing his concern about the Israelites uh, responding to him. Saying, what if the Israelites do not believe or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? So God uh, went on to give him signs. You know, the staff turning to snake and his hand becoming leprous and then subsequently becoming normal. So God showed him the signs and said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to you, okay, show them these signs. In verse 10, Moses said to God, Pardon your servant. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. So Moses said, God, you know, I have never been eloquent. I am slow of speech and tongue. So the, God, the Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Isn't that amazing? Now we think that God simply, God goes for this part of our lives where we feel we are the weakest. Those part of us that we feel we're not enough. Those areas of our life we feel, uh, bleh, what will I ever do with this? Or those um, attributes we feel maybe ashamed of. Or we, we just ridicule, right? We don't even pay attention to them. Those are the areas God, God you know, uses. And it reminds me of Paul when he besought God about the thorn in his flesh. And God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So you see, those weaknesses are areas through which God, areas of our lives through which God glorifies himself. Or should I say the areas of our lives that when we submit it to God, God is glorified through them. So again, remember that when God asks us to do something, when God tells you to do something, all the assurance you need, all the confidence you need is in the fact 
that God is with you. And God is faithful. He always makes provision for the vision. So whatever assignment it is God gives you, He makes provision for it. He enables you to do it. So you don't have to begin to overthink the process, what it is you can do, what it is you are great at or not great at. Trust me, for God to give you the assignment, there is everything you need for that assignment to be fulfilled. And it is not in you. It is in God. It is in God. Whew, that was uh, that was amazing. It's amazing to see how God works in our lives. And it is my prayer, dear friend, that you know this this truth just um, sinks into your heart, and you always have the fresh reminder that God is your source, and that you allow your confidence stem from knowing that God is with you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if this blessed you, I trust it did. Do share with a friend. If you aren't following or uh, subscribing, please do so you don't miss out on the next episode. Yes, and in the next episode, our case study is Gideon. You know, in the beginning, I didn't plan for this to uh, stretch into parts this way. But well, we thank, we thank the Holy Spirit. So I'll see you in the next episode. Um, God bless you. God bless you. Take care. Bye.